0: Welcome to those of you just joining us. It's time for the message at the Marysville 3CU Church, and so we welcome you to join us now. I just mentioned uh, to the congregation the one way to get the church to call, uh, turn around and look out the windows and say they're nice big snowflakes, but there are nice big snowflakes where we're at today, and wherever you're at, we um, are appreciative that you're with us. The title of today's message uh, is, from, is, Have You Been Awakened? Have you been awakened? We'll be reading from the book of John, chapter four, uh, when we come to that part in the message, for those of, the, of you that want to look ahead. Have you been awakened? Awakened to what? Now, today you're familiar with the term woke. I'm not going to give you the definition of what woke means, because I think it means different things to different people. I'm not talking about woke in the sense of what, what woke is, but I am talking about awakened. And you're like, well, what's the difference? Well, if you look in history, and I I wouldn't say I'm a student of history. I have studied history as part of classes and courses that I have taken. but And I enjoy talking about history and different time periods of history. But there is things that have, there's a... a Portion of history that's called the Great Awakening. The Great Awakening. And there have been, the, you might find where there's multiple awakenings. And then you might find terminology about the Enlightenment period. But if you look in the early 1700s, you might find that phrase, Great Awakening. And I'll let you I'll look up about that. But inside of that, there's also um, theological terms, I guess a doctrinal term. And when you hear the term doctrine, doctrine refers to, to teaching. Doctrine refers to teaching. There's a term called awaken. Awaken. And it comes. It has to do with becoming aware. And you, if you, you look at whether you're looking at woke, or you're looking at the great awakening, or you look at awaken, Maybe they all talk about becoming aware of something, awaken to something, or maybe, I guess, for those in the terminology of the day, those that are awoke, they're already aware. There's another phrase that you're probably familiar with, I don't know, it might just be something regional to where I have lived. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. In my professional career, I guess you would say, outside of preaching and pastoring, in that side of my life, in my experience in the corporate, in a corporate world, sometimes there's a change that they, that, that is wanted to be made they wanna move from one thing to the other. People tend to be resistant to that change until they know that they need the change. I guess I kind of like to say, and I've, I've used this approach, you have gotta let them make them know that they're thirsty. You gotta make the horse think it's thirsty so it'll drink something. And in the same sense, there's changes that people need to make. They might be down, going down a path that's not so beneficial. In, in a corporation, it might be there's a more efficient way to do it. It might be more cost productive. And so you have to lay out the case to the vice president or um, the CEO or whoever it might be to say, this is, this is your current situation. And then if you made these changes, this would be the new situation. And the larger, in a business sense, the larger the dollar amount difference, the more likely they're going to want to do that. Sometimes they might uh, make the change for other reasons, but one to get their biggest attention is when you show them how much money they will make or how much money they will save and they respond to it. I guess in a sense, they become awakened to being thirsty for that change. They become awakened to being thirsty for that change. There's something that they need and now they're aware of it. And so that's in the sense in a doctrinal standpoint that there is a need for you to be awakened to who you are in contrast to who God is. To be awakened to where you are from a positionally, from an unrighteous standpoint, compared to the righteousness of God. Where you are in relationship to wanting to go to heaven and how you get there. Having awareness that there's something after death and you need to prepare for it. Having an understanding that in this life, You are missing something, but you don't quite know what it is. You are thirsty for something, and maybe you've been awakened to your thirst, but you don't know how to satisfy it. And so then we find ourselves in our scripture for today in John chapter 4. In John chapter 4, and we're going to read to you verses 4 through 15. John chapter 4, verses 4 through 15. Now, the context of our setting here is Jesus needs to, you'll see in that first verse, that he needs to go through Samaria. Now, Samaria was a geographical region. You might think it, uh, depending on where you are, and um, from a, a context of whether you can think of it as a county, or as of a state, or I guess if you're in Louisiana, you think of it as a parish. Um, but these were actually... Maybe larger than that, but they were a geopolitical boundary, if you would think of it that way. Samaria was that kind of place. It, they were going into this region where the Samaritans were. And you've heard the story of the Good Samaritans, And but you may or may not recall that the Jews kind of looked down on the Samaritans. But Jesus would talk to the Samaritans because he came with a message for all. But here, instead of going around Samaria, he says, I must needs go through Samaria. So that's where our story begins here in John chapter 4, verse 4. But he needed to go through Samaria. So he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar. Near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there, Jesus therefore... Being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Verse 10, Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with. And the well was deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? Or come here to draw. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You have well said, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband, and that you spoke truly. The woman said to her, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. May God has his blessing of his word. And I believe I read a little extra there. But it talks about in this portion, and we could look at other passages of where she went into the city and brought people out to meet this Jesus that knew about her knew about her. She went through an awakening. At first she didn't understand what he was talking about. She thought that he was talking about the physical water. He thought she was talking about worldly things. And so she said, I want that. I want that water so I won't be thirsty in it again. That's what she thought she needed. But that's not what she needed. Jesus was talking about a living water. Something that was lasting. Something that spoke to her soul. And so she went through a time of not understanding. She shared with Jesus what she thought he was meaning and what his understanding and God, Jesus continued to draw her through her understanding so that she, like Nicodemus had some confusion, became to understand what he was talking about. She understood the concept of a Messiah, the Christ which we've told you is the Greek for Messiah. And he says, I am he. And if we were to continue the story, we would find more understanding in this concept that she has come through an awakening. People have needs today and they seem to be thirsty for something. And they tried to find a way to satisfy that thirst. I believe it was Billy Graham that said, we're all born with a God-shaped hole in our hearts. Kind of from an illustration standpoint. But in John fourteen six, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I think people become aware that they need something. People become aware that they're out of sorts. They're aware that something's wrong. At some point in their life, they will come aware, as they look at creation and the complexity of it, that there's something beyond them. And they try to form an understanding around that. And sometimes they, that can get twisted up. Because they seek counsel. And sometimes some are so educated that they think they know what they don't know. They are on a search as well for what satisfies that longing that they have in their heart. That, that gap they have. And they think they can satisfy that longing in their heart. They can satisfy that need. That something's not right through their mind and through their understanding. And as they try to search things out through their mind and their understanding, they keep looking and not all the pieces are adding up and it would seem that then they, they incorporate other people and there becomes this groupthink to try to figure out what are these answers. And people are seeking those answers. But see, if you're seeking the answer to how to deal with eternity, you need to speak to an eternal God. If you want to find out about justice, you need to speak to a, and involve a just God. Today, there's those that are seeking justice, but it's justice in man's eyes. And the justice seems to change over time. They seek a righteousness that's in man's eyes, not in God's eyes. They seek a truth that is in man's eyes, but not in God's eyes. And that's the awakening that we need. In the Great Awakening, I did a little bit of research, and you could do some of your own. It, there was some talk that the people didn't feel satisfied from what they were getting in church. There weren't that many people going to church, and I believe it is around the time of the Enlightening, and people started looking to, to science and to some of those things. And there became this awareness, this individuality because it was not too far from that the time when the only church that you could worship in was the church that the government told you was the right church. And people were finding that they didn't, you know, as the Bible is going out there and more of it's being printed, there was a time in our history and people become aware of that God wants a personal relationship with individuals. God wants a personal relationship with each person. And if you look back on the history of the United States, you see all these different states, you see basically lots of different denominations. But it's that individual relationship with God. It's not that I'm part of the church and the church represents God. It's that I can have a personal relationship with Jesus. A relationship with someone that knows me. A relationship with someone that understands me. You ever go into a group and you, you uh, maybe it was in high school or maybe it's in a, um, um, a sports group or wherever it might be and you're trying to fit in, but you just don't fit in. You can even go to churches and you're trying to find the one that you fit into because no one seems to understand you and your situation. But God understands. If we, God understood about, Jesus understood what was going on with this this woman and her many relationships with many men and knew what was happening in her life specifically. He understood her, and that spoke to her. And she had an awakening of who Jesus was. That's the kind of awakening that we need. And we talk about, groups that talk about being woke, and our country does need an awakening. But an awakening isn't a lot of people getting together chanting the same thing. That's not the kind of awakening we need. Awakening isn't that we all bond together and we carry the same sides signs. That's not the awakening we need. It's not coming together and we come uh, together and we say, what sign do you want me to carry? And they're given, given the sign. And so you carry the sign, whether you know what it means or not, because you're part of the group. It's not that kind of awakening. It's the kind of awakening where we awaken as individuals, as individuals that understand that no one comes to the Father but through Jesus. And we have been awakened through our need of Jesus And we have a personal relationship with Jesus that supersedes our relationship with people. Because people let us down. People do things they shouldn't. People change the meaning of what truth is. People change what the meaning of justice is. People change their mind. But we need an awakening that points us back to the rock. Points us back to Jesus. That is our foundation. And then we walk as individuals in relationship with God. Individuals with a relationship with God. They talk about diversity and things like that. Do you realize that God wants a relationship with every individual in all their different backgrounds, in all their situations, all their ethnic pasts, He wants the family of God to be involved. All of those individuals. That's diversity. That's the diversity. But there's not a diverse way to eternity. There's only one way. And it's only through Jesus. All can go through. It's wide open. Jesus was talking to A woman, which didn't have as much value at that time, he understood her value. He was talking to the woman and he was talking to a Samaritan considered a lower class in that time. So it's for all. But there's not multiple ways. It still has to be through Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. That's the awakening that we need. It's not a political awakening. It's not a governmental awakening. It's an awakening to one something that we probably already know. We need something. We need help. It's an awakening of our position that there is a God there is a God and you have to kind of work to not believe in God once you start looking around and start putting some of the things together. And to get to that God it would make sense that the eternal God, the God of truth and the God of justice, these are his characteristics, that he would set the terms. Not that man would set the terms, the man would define the terms because if man is defining who God is, then he's not God. He's a creation of our imagination. And so, some have lifted up their thought patterns and their groupings and determined that what my thought patterns and groupings that are together, I'm going to call that God. It's the same as creating an idol carved with man's hands. And as you look through those things, in scripture where they, it talks about forming an idol out of man's own imagination and then elevating that to God. That idol has no power. And so that the God that we have, some have the gods, the false gods that some have created have no greater power because they're of our own creation. But God, who created us, understands justice and understands truth. That's our source of true justice and true truth. And so the path to God, he has said, is through the shed blood of Jesus. And so that is the only way. That is the only way. So that's the awakening we need. We need an individual awakening of our need of God. An individual awakening of there's only one way to God. And maybe some need an awakening that it's for everyone. But let us seek that out. So have you been awakened? I'm not asking you if you're woke. It doesn't really matter. What matters is whether you've been awakened. And then in your awakening your awakening to Jesus is what I'm talking about then that should guide the rest of your life so if you want justice you want truth you want righteousness go to the source go to the one that created us go the one that is the true God the powerful God and really search him out I challenge you I challenge you read Read some of those uh, apologetic books that talk about the case for Christ, for one, and there's others. But I think you find if you really dig deep in the science and open your eyes, it demonstrates the existence of God. History demonstrates the existence of Jesus and his power and what went on. So be awakened today to your need of Jesus. Be awakened today that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And may you find yourself seeking God, because if you seek Him, it says, If we draw nigh unto God, He will draw nigh unto us. So seek God today. Let's be standing together. Father God, as we listen to you speak through, our, through your word, not necessarily through the preacher, but through your word, But as the words have gone out, may those that are beneficial, dear Lord, to the hearts of those that are hearing, may the Holy Spirit continue to prick them in their hearts and bring awareness and awakening to the need of Jesus in their life. May there be awareness that it's not about being part of a church, it start not part being uh, being part of a club or a social media group or a group that comes together and meets for whatever cause but the awakening that's needed it is the awakening of a need for you awakening of our plight in relation to you our utter unrighteousness our depravity and compared to you an awakening that we need to go through you, Jesus, in order to get to eternity with you, with God the Father. May God the Holy Spirit come and stir us to our individual needs. May we be excited and may we be on point and may we be persistent in our pursuit of you. And through that, may it be a demonstration to others of their importance that they too might be awakened to their need. And may we be vigilant when you ask us to speak to others, to live live the, the life you'd have us live in front of others. Help us to not be distracted by those that are being awakened, as it were, to other things. It's not a true awakening. They're just... Bearing things and looking at things and becoming aware of things that are secular. Aware of things of human righteousness and human justice. But the justice we seek, the righteousness we seek, the holiness we seek is of you. And so, being it is of you, we must go the route that you have prescribed and it is through Jesus. And so when we find ourselves in a repentant heart, desire to turn from the old ways and turn to you asking you for forgiveness, claiming the blood of Jesus shed on the cross. And we pray to Lord that you would just guide and direct us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.